This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You have to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from 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 running for office again? I don't know. So uh, let me see here, Don, Uh, you want to be president again, right? We got a problem with that. So maybe you step aside and this little problem goes away. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, just maybe. Listen to some Hendrix for a second. Yeah, there must be some way out of this, said the Democrats to the Don. It's amazing to me that the left is already telling you what you knew. That this isn't about some documents in a few boxes in a federally protected property. Secret Service agents guarding Mar-a-Lago. Now, it's not about that. It's about cutting him off at the ankles. It's about disabling Donald Trump's second term dreams. It's about silencing your political opponents. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant today. Chris returns Monday. He is he is on a, a little trip home to Chicago. Had a good night last night from all the photos I had seen. And I'm happy to be here, thrilled to be here. What a what a historic day. This is a day that uh, you should hang on to the newspaper if you're one of those people that likes to hang on to things, ephemeral things like paper newspapers. Remember those? I have I have the New York Post in my hands today, which has um, Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Hail to the Thieves is the theme. And, and yet the coverage is going to be about the indictment of Donald Trump, and this will lead all weekend on MSNBC and CNN, they've completely forgot. There's two big stories that kind of disappeared or will disappear today. And one is the the weaponization of wildfires to try and push the green climate agenda. Wildfires that happened because Canada doesn't know how to manage its forests. And then they had these naturally occurring fires. And we got all the smoke. We got all, I heard um, my buddy Larry O'Connor talking about it this morning, saying it went through Philadelphia and New York and picked up all the, all the garbage from the air over those cities and delivered it to D.C. Yes, yes, that's probably what happened, but the Canadians really responsible for the wildfires that happened. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't climate change. But that story's kind of gone to the wayside, hasn't it? And it will diminish and and John Kerry was so ticked off because he wanted to stick around for a while and make him uh, 
valid in the news world again? Valuable? No. The other story is the story that happened a couple of days ago. And I I really would just like to know if there's a chart, if there's a priority chart that lays out how long a story sticks around based on the race of the perpetrators in the crime. There was a horrific story, a terrible story about a graduation ceremony in, uh, I think it was North Carolina. I have to get the exact state. Uh, Richmond, Virginia. I'm sorry. It was a high school graduation in Richmond, Virginia, where a graduating senior and his father were killed in a shooting after the graduation right outside. That story, had the shooter been a white male, would have been headlines now. It would have been taking up all that space now in in conjunction with the story of Donald Trump being indicted because they would have said, well, it's, a, it's another one of those domestic terrorists, white guy. Turns out to be it was a, another black man killing the young black man and his father. The story disappeared. It doesn't fit the agenda. Now, this story, the story about Donald Trump being indicted, fits the agenda. Even though we don't have it, we do not have the document yet. We will not get the document yet. You haven't seen the attorney general come out and explain everything. I assume we're going to wait till after the weekend, after the Sunday talk shows to see what happened. It's it's a sad day. And I really would like more unity On the Republican side of things, I'd like to see more elected Republican officials stepping up and saying, what are we allowing to happen here? What are we allowing to happen to our system? When you have openly, openly weaponized the government against your political opponent. It is just unbelievable. And yet here we are. Yesterday, we mentioned this uh, Earlier yesterday, you had members of the Comer committee who were allowed to see the documents. Allowed to see the documents that the whistleblower and it's not classified documents either. The whistleblower said, hey, uh, you you got a problem here. You got Joe Biden who's who's been taking bribes. And it's a lot of money. It's like five million for Joe and five million for Hunter from Ukraine from a rich Ukrainian in order to get some political agenda handled. Byron Donalds, who I think is a rising star in the GOP, and he represents the district in which Fort Myers and Naples, Florida are. Uh, He's just a, a fast thinker. He's a good man. I've talked to him on several occasions. Byron Donalds came out and talked to the press after they looked at the documents in a skiff. And Byron Donalds said this. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. I'm going to say it again. Money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden. And not just a little money. It's a lot of money. Five million to Joe Five million to Hunter. 
Donald's had backup on this too. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I, I'm not necessarily a big Marjorie Taylor Greene fan, but Marjorie Taylor Greene was on last night with uh, Laura Ingram and was revealing that there's not only one of these 1023 forms out there, but there's, there's several. So we only know a little bit about what's going on that has been revealed to the FBI, to the DOJ, and they have completely muffled this. Read over 2,000 pages of SARS reports in the Treasury Department. Now, SARS, I have to pause her here. 2,000 pages of SARS reports. It's not about SARS, the old disease, uh, the old uh, infection. Uh, SARS is su- suspicious activity reports. These are, these are papers that the banks turn to the government and say, hey, something hinky's going on here. Those SARS reports are bank records produced by banks. They're, they're reports. And they have to report them by law whenever they see evidence of a crime or certain types of wire transfers, like a lot of money from foreign countries. And then on our oversight committee, we have subpoenaed banks and we've subpoenaed bank records. And so we have bank records and we have evidence of wire transfers from many different countries into shell companies, LLCs. And then we have evidence of payments out of the LLCs directly to multiple Biden family members. But now we also know that there isn't just one 1023 form that the FBI possesses. There's multiple 1023 forms. What? And here's what. Yeah. There's more. Uh, Laura Ingram was stunned last night. There are multiple 1023 reports. Now, a SARS report, a suspicious activity report, just one, just one would require that you, if you were the subject of that report, to get a lawyer because you knew there would be a DOJ probe coming. There are dozens some say close to 100 or more SARS reports involving the suspicious money laundering, money transfers by the Biden crime family. Marjorie Taylor Greene continued. When he was vice president, we now know through the FD 1023 form that we read today that Joe Biden was paid $5 million, along with Hunter Biden being paid $5 million in order to get Victor Shokin fired so that he would not be investigating Burisma anymore. And Hunter Biden was working very hard to get Burisma to buy a U.S. oil and gas company. And Hunter Biden was promising that there would be a lot of capital invested into this business deal. Hmm. It took this committee basically four months to get to this point. There's been an investigation into Hunter Biden's crazy financial activities as well as his his criminal activities involving a firearm for months and months and months. Almost. Well, actually, it's years now. It's it's close to uh, five years, six years. But it's it's languishing in a Delaware courtroom. This committee has done its job. It's absolutely amazing to me. Now, there are people out there. uh, Thank you, Huffington Post. There are people out there saying, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene said the document was unclassified. And it is unclassified. And the DOJ, which was threatened with contempt charges, 
was threatened with all kinds of uh, action from the House. Thank you, House. Uh, they relented and allowed the entire committee to see the document, unclassified document, but they were going to redact some of it to protect sources and methods. And now people are saying that, oh, she broke the law. She broke the law and has released all this information to the people. What would make you matter that somebody twisted or bent the rules a little bit to reveal a serious crime? And I would say if we if we talk about treason, if we we talk about dealing with a foreign country and cashing in on a foreign country, I think that's more treasonous than anything we've seen accused that that Donald Trump was accused of, especially all the stuff that we now know was Bravo Sierra. So now the smear is going to be on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Will they come for Byron Donalds, too? Because Byron Donalds repeated basically the same thing, saying that money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden a lot of money. And you got to come for all of them then. You got to bring them all down, HuffPo. I'm guessing that's the Democrat talking point. I mentioned earlier, and one of you called me out on Facebook and said, Hey, what's the story about the Audi dealership? Uh, here's the situation. As I said, right after Joe Biden left the White House, as, as vice president, right after he left D.C. and moved back to Delaware, he and his wife Jill were coming out of an Audi dealership in North Wilmington. And I happened to be next door. I might have been coming out of a liquor store. I'm just saying. And I looked up and there are the Bidens getting into a brand new, beautiful, convertible Audi and driving off. And I saw the the salesman, and I decided I'd, I'd go up and ask him a few questions. I said, hey, that's the Bidens. He goes, yeah, they get their cars here all the time. They're friends with the owners. This is what was told to me by the man who was there. So I did a little background work on the owner of this uh, dealership. It's a very, very well-known dealership in Wilmington, Delaware. The owner happens to be Ukrainian-American. And this was back in 20, what was it, 24? 14, at the end of his term, at the end of his, uh, his, his uh, second term as VP. The dealership is owned by a Ukrainian-American who happens to be, at the time, Joe Biden's largest single political donor. And he gave a loan to Joe's brother to rebuild his beach house in Florida. And he owns dozens of car dealerships in Ukraine and across Europe. No, there's nothing hinky here. Nothing hinky at all. We'll get into it. The phones are open. 888-630-9625. It's Opelka in for Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it 
a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And welcome to Friday on the Chris Plant Show. It's Michael Pelka sitting in for Chris today. He returns on Monday. And it's going to be a great weekend because you know the stories that broke last night are going to fuel all kinds of speculation and discussion all across the land. At least I hope they do. I hope people start asking questions. Why suddenly, why suddenly was Donald Trump indicted? Seven counts filed against him that we'll know the details on Tuesday when he shows up in Miami. Uh, On the day that uh, we learned Joe Biden and Hunter Biden each got $5 million from some rich Ukrainian guy through a just weird network of banking transactions. And did did Hunter actually have to then give half of his to Joe? Or was there another 10% for the big guy? Was Joe double dipping on his family? Because wouldn't that be a violation of protocol, of crime family protocol? I think so. I think so. Uh, Phil's on hold in Fredericksburg, Maryland, or Fredericksburg, Virginia. Sorry, uh, sorry, Virginia. But Phil, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hey, look, uh, Mike, I, you did a beautiful job of describing how uh, President Trump had those documents secured at his estate and protected. And as ex-president of the United States, he had the legal authorization to declassify those documents so there's no crime. I don't know what they're doing, but... The most beautiful response to this I ever saw was on a YouTube's comment site, and it said, meanwhile, in Joe Biden's garage. And <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, Joe Biden well, had documents before he was ever vice president. Yeah, he admitted you know? to having documents that he took out of a skiff in 1974. He told Judy Woodruff that. So he violated this law decades ago. Decade. He's been f- flaunting his lawlessness for decades. And not only that, we still don't know uh, the the 1,800 boxes of Biden documents that were secured at the Biden Center at University of Delaware. And I was one of the reporters who covered the announcement of that years ago. It was a big event. And now we know that in in those documents, which no one's allowed to open until 10 years after Joe Biden leaves public office, So that could be 10 years from tomorrow if he chooses to check out. But it's really amazing to me how many how many places this guy had documents and we don't know. And Tara Reid's work records are allegedly in there. And maybe there's a complaint that could have led to more investigation into the credible, credible claim that she was sexually assaulted by this guy. It's astounding to me. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you being there. Absolutely right. So many more to get to, so many more topics to get to. Uh, we, we have a response from former President Trump to all of this as well. And we'll get into that. Plus, one Trump detractor, a Republican who's not a big fan of Donald Trump, is weighing in. What did Nancy Mace say? We'll get to all of it just around the corner on the Chris Plant Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. the Chris Plant Show. It's a Friday. It's also not Chris Plant, obviously. It's Michael Pelka sitting in for my friend Chris. And when uh, Chris got word he was going to Chicago for this big event, I got the call and he said, sure, I'll sit in. Absolutely. It's a Friday. Who doesn't want to sit in on a Friday on the Chris Plant Show? It's always a lot of fun. And then we have all this crazy news that breaks yesterday. And you think, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And we're trying to keep up on all of it because there are so many reactions happening. But it is fun to watch the left. It's fun to watch the left go a little bit giddy. You know, if they were um, Dylan Mulvaney, I'd say they put on their best Holly Go Lightly outfit and skip around the, the courtyard, which they haven't. But they, they are very happy. The left is very happy. They, they think this is it. For all those times they said, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. This is it. We're going to get him. We will have him. Now they're rubbing their hands together like Mr. Burns on The Simpsons. Excellent, Smithers. Excellent, Merrick Garland. Yes. Thank you. No, that's not the case. This is obviously a very thin case when you talk about the powers of the presidency. And we also look at the, at the uh, evidence that shows those documents were under protection. Not like Joey Biden's got some in Chinatown, some in his lawyer's office in Boston. He's got some in the garage by the Corvette. And he's had it since 1974. We keep making reference to that. And why is that? Why do we keep referencing the fact that Joe Biden has had classified documents, has abused the privilege he had for classified documents for decades, is it because he said it himself? He told Judy Woodruff himself, yeah, since 1974. And, and then he tells her, well, I'm, I'm not really supposed to talk about this. It's getting to sound more and more like Forrest Gump these days when he, when he surrenders and says, I can't talk about it. It was a long time ago, months ago, when Joe Biden sat down with Judy Woodruff and was asked about the classified documents. I, I got to believe this is going to come up in the defense that Donald Trump will mount. Joey? Judy? I made voluntarily, no one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily open every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Uh, just a second. I don't want you opening up every aperture for us, Mr. President. I'm sorry. It's just not, not a vision I need. I don't need every aperture at my disposal. Nobody. And so, and the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up are things that from 1974 and stray papers there may be something else i don't know there's a lot you don't know despite the fact that last week you told us you you know more than everybody else 
Now, there's maybe some stray paper, stuff from he he admits to a crime here. He admits to committing a crime, taking papers as far back as 1974. But he didn't have any regrets in January of this year. He told us he didn't have any regrets about hiding those classified documents in his home, in his office, in the garage for decades. No regrets, Joey. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. And he he, uh, taps his, his binder on the podium and turns around. When he taps on the podium, either with his fist or with his binder, that's when he's saying it's over. It's when he's, he's putting a personal lid on himself. There will be no more discussion of this. End of story. And then he turns his back to the press. But it's the tapping. It's the tapping that tells you it's over. Yesterday, he was also asked. There was an event yesterday, a press event yesterday at the White House with um, some of our, our, our friends from England, and they were talking about climate, and they were talking about Africa. But uh, Joe Biden may have told what has been called the biggest lie of his life yesterday. I don't know if you caught this. As you notice, I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. And he taps the podium right there. He says, I'm honest. And taps the podium right there. Do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. That's the double tap. The double tap means he's out. I'm out here, people. I'm leaving. Uh, I don't believe for one second that Biden didn't direct his attorney general. And while we're at that, the subject of that. Joe Biden did have a a Biden moment yesterday because, you know, he has a Biden moment every day, sometimes several. He didn't fall down, but he did have fake news. He did tell us that uh, prior to him coming into office, nobody had any idea what the supply chain was, which that's just Bravo Sierra. It's a big lie. But he was talking about the the subject was climate change and Africa and um, Joe apparently doesn't know what he's talking about when he talks about Africa. Not at all. It's not just our citizens. Look, the global south, there are going to be a billion people in Africa very shortly. One billion. Um, fact checking, please. Joe just told everybody there's going to be a billion people in Africa very shortly. One billion. Does that mean there are going to be a bunch of people dying? I asked the question because the population of Africa reached a billion in 2009, 14 years ago. So are all the people who are over the billion, are, are they going to be gone? Is there going to be some sort of mass suicide, a genocide, a, a pandemic that sweeps through Africa that we don't know about that you haven't told us about? This guy. Yeah, he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude, and he doesn't have our best interests at heart. Uh, I, I believe President Donald Trump, who gave up God knows how many billions to be president, I believe his heart for America is in the right spot. And he's, he's got a tough road ahead of him. But I believe a lot of these videos that show Joe Biden talking about documents and, and how he was the guy who was hiding them in several places without protection. 
I think those are going to be evidence in his, his case. Donald Trump responded to the documents and the indictment yesterday on Truth Social. I would like him to get a better microphone or to have a better, like, mini studio set up in the, uh, in the Truth Social posts like this one. This has been going on for seven years. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax. This is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity, it would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. I did nothing wrong. And we will fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. It would be wonderful if we could f- devote our full time to making America great again. And that's exactly what we did. But now, again, our country is in decline. We're a failing nation. And this is what they do. I'm an innocent man. We will prove that again. Yes. I, I think that he's going to, and he will fight. Donald Trump is is a fighter that this DOJ has never seen. Donald Trump has more energy, obviously, than Joseph Robin Biden Jr. And Mr. Trump is also a guy who knows how to navigate negotiations. But I think he's in a very good place. I know the left thinks it's, it's a, a fait accompli. And if you missed it last night, there was an interesting statement from Van Jones on CNN. Van Jones, the guy who, remember he was a communist? And then he did, according to his own words, drop the radical pose to achieve the radical ends. That's a Van Jones quote. Van Jones is out of several Soros-sponsored organizations. He was part of many of these super lefty liberal groups that were funded by Soros's uh, one society, global society groups. And he was the guy who dressed like a young rebel. It's almost like Che Guevara suddenly shaved his beard, got a haircut and put on a suit. Uh, he used to say, we have to drop the radical pose to achieve the radical ends. He's a proponent of the Cloward and Piven strategy to pull the top down, the bottom up, overwhelm the system and put so many people on welfare that you have to become a government-supported population to build dependency on the, govern- on the government providing you with everything. Van Jones is a communist. It, there's no question about it. But he's got expensive suits now, and he's on CNN. This is not a porn star thing. This isn't robbing the piggy bank of your charity. This is a federal government talking about possible espionage. There, there's the word. I mentioned that word. I think that was a brilliant move by the enemy to put the word espionage in because it is a trigger word for the left. It is a word that the left will leap upon, pounce upon, if you will. And they did just listening to Van Jones. There's more. This is to me when constitutional conservatives need to stand up. Uh, at, at a certain point, people have to be uh, clear. When the, We have a system of laws. Yes, we do. And it'd be nice if the laws applied to everybody. I, I, I go back to decades ago when we had Democrat presidential candidates saying uh, there's a two-tiered system of justice in America. There's two Americas. I, I'd like to go back to one America, please. 
All right, the phones are popping today, so let's uh, let's play a little a little time on the phones. Let's go through a little lightning round on the phones here. Donna's in Frederick, Maryland. Donna, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. What's on your mind? Hi, thank you. I love it when you sub for Chris. You're you're amazing. I just wanted to say quickly, my best guy and I were, were having a conversation about the five million to Biden to to Joe and five million to Hunter, and then we're like ten percent to the big guy. Could that be big Obama, maybe? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. And everything the left does, let's face it, is criminal. They project all their crimes onto President Trump. And we have, we're on a mission here in this country as citizens. It's time to save our Constitution because they're trying to shred it to bits. And, um, you know, we're living through a regular warfare, you know, with communism. And I would even say to a certain degree... Um, the Ukrainian Nazism that's infiltrated. I mean, this is, it, we're in the critical time now. So, you know, let's just band together. I don't care what party you're from. If you love America, let's try and, you know, unite as a country, do the right thing, and always remember God wins. Well, that's a good point. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. The, the key point there, I think, uh, aside from God wins, uh, is that uh, if we can unite over the law has to be equal for everybody. I think you'll start seeing the people on the left going, well, hold on a second. Good for the goose, good for the gander. All right, uh, Jason in Montrose, Virginia. Hey, Jason, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I wanted to bring something to light. I know there's a lot of issues going on with what June is supposedly representing with Pride Month and everything, but yes. uh, my wife's real good friends with a Catholic priest, and he brought to her attention that uh, in 1856, Pope Pius IX designated the Friday following the Feast of Corpus Christi as the Feast of the Sacred Heart for the Universal Church. And it says that ever since then, the month of June has been devoted to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and his immense love for everyone. So I know there's a lot of people that don't know that, but it sounds like the Lord got to the month of June before Satan did. Well, that's a, you know, I'm a Catholic, Jason, and I didn't know that. I would like to hear uh, more about that from the Catholic leadership. If, uh, if pride was stolen by, uh, by the left, I'd like to know. So if pride month is really June for Jesus, uh, let's be Jesus proud. That would be a very cool thing. I'll look into that as well. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jason. That's great. Uh, another Jason from Jason to Jason, Jason. And, oh, I know this Jason, Jason in Kensington. Hello, mate. Hey, good day, Mike. Hey, go, mate. Good to see you. I'm good. You know me. I'm, I'm reporting and I'm just taking the piss out of things. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. And no, I'll just about these forest fires. I mean, Thousands of years ago, the Aboriginals in Australia used to do this thing called circular burning just for the very fact that they knew these big bushfires would come along every so often and clear everything. So had, to minimise the fuel, they they used to do this a long time ago, but then the Green Party in Australia now decides they want to keep the, the undergrowth thick and preserve the natural habitat, and which, of course, leads to massive forest fires, which we deal with all the time in Australia. I mean, you, you walk around, you're going to smell eucalyptus at some stage. That uh, in, the, in the week or so, you're going to smell it. But the thing is, it's what's happening in California and Canada is the same. They they refuse to to keep the undergrowth down during the off season, 
which just basically gives these these areas fuel for, for crown fires. And it's the same old thing. And they, and they and it actually harms the wildlife even more because it doesn't give them any escape routes. You know, the the fires become so overwhelming that there's nowhere to go. And and versus having smaller fires done every so often, it just doesn't you know, make it's logical. But they there's no logic involved with the green uh, the green people. Yeah, they don't understand it. You're spot on. You can also throw Colorado in there too, Jason. Uh, Colorado is having wildfires because the the leftists have turned that red state uh, purple and they're not managing their forest spaces. Just look at Camp Pendleton, California, where they manage their forests and they don't have the same fire problem that the rest of the state does. It's about being smart, not being green. It's Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are. Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Chris Plant Show. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant. He returns on Monday. Thanks for being here. I know we spent a lot of time covering the indictment that came down yesterday, and we still don't have the full indictment. All we know is there are seven counts, and Donald Trump will be in a court in Miami on Tuesday, and I assume there will be a media swarm. But the left wants you to think, oh, they're going to call another insurrection, which there wasn't an insurrection, so you can't call another one. And I started thinking about what are all the stories we're not covering? What are the stories that we're, we're not seeing because of this? Well, we're not seeing any real coverage of the fact that Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, which 19 million people in this country got, that number seems low, 19 million people got the J&J vaccine. It was pulled by the FDA. They said, oh, uh, sorry, nobody needs to take this anymore. Very interesting. Why, why was that pulled? Hmm. Uh, we still don't know Jeffrey Epstein's client list, do we? And I doubt we ever will. I don't think that's ever going to surface because there are too many names that we all know who visited the pedophile island. I, I think we have greater likelihood of retrieving all Hillary's emails from her smashed servers than we are of getting Jeffrey Epstein's full list of clients. I know there's new pressure to get uh, Jamie Dimon, big financial CEO guy, who was also thinking about running for president to get him to answer some questions about that, but we're not getting that. As I said, uh, we're, we're not hearing any coverage of the graduation in Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia, that got uh, shot up afterwards, a father and a son who had just graduated, killed uh, because it didn't meet the narrative. So that's gone away. All of these stories that get buried because they want us to be distracted by this. And by the way, the manifesto from the Nashville school shooter, the Christian school shooter in Nashville, the manifesto that the police have kept under wraps now for months that manifesto has been transferred the ownership of it the rights to it transferred 
to the children of the school. Does this mean we'll finally get to see that? I just wish the media would do its job and look a little bit deeper than the surface stories they're trying to give us. There's a whole lot more out there in another hour to go here. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.